All right, you guys, we're so grateful to have DJ Ashton Martin with us, and this is really going to be great for you guys to learn a lot about him and his history with being a DJ. Also, we're going to kind of talk about his family life and things that we've kind of talked about one-on-one, but I think it'd be really good for you guys to learn more about him. He's a really great guy. He's done a lot of things in the Kansas City area, so I thought it'd be really good for us to have him on. So, Ashton, if you can kind of introduce yourself and let us know more about you. Yeah, man. Um, Thanks a lot for having me, first off. Or first of all, um, Ashton Martin, based in Kansas City. Um, yeah, I've uh, been living here for 15 years. Uh, prior to that, went to University of Kansas in Lawrence. And uh, backtrack a little bit more. And prior to that, I grew up in a small little town in southeast Kansas called Westphalia. So that's a little little gist so far. Okay, that's cool. And one thing I love, I know you talked about being from a small town. You said, I think it was like mm-hmm. 80 people, right? Or something, if I was correct. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little unincorporated farming community, you know, grew up manual labor. Um, grandpa brought us here, um, brought the family here from St. Louis on my mom's side. Um, yeah. From St. Louis, he bought a plot of land. and wanted to be a farmer. He uh, did heavy machinery, ran cranes and all kinds of stuff. Pretty straight hustle, you know, um, and moved to Westphalia. I want to say, mid 70s late 70s i don't know don't quote me on that but yeah that's why i grew up in a little small little area but yep and then pretty much the whole family kind of grew up around there so i was pretty fortunate i didn't know anything else other than you know leave my house and all my grandparents all live there i mean i think i had like four or five grandparents three or four aunt and uncles all in this little bitty town so it was kind of it was pretty cool you know you just drive go a couple a uh, couple rows of houses down you got grandma go in and eat a little bit roll out yeah, i mean it was kind of it was kind of interesting i didn't i really didn't know any <laughs> different until we start traveling a little more and i i got a little older and i was like oh so this isn't how this works okay so all right so I, I was i and I, the older i get the more fortunate i realized i was to grow up like that um there's a lot of- and i think that's a great thing like you mentioned like mm-hmm. being from a small town and yeah. i think when you're in a big city especially with your career mm-hmm. a lot of times we lose yeah. sight of those things Oh, hundred percent. And I always, and I don't go back near as often as I should. In fact, um, I should go back way more. It just, you know, it's the typical excuse. Hey man, I'm too busy, but I mean, I am a busy guy and my family is very understanding of that. <clears throat> they always have been and that's cool. So, um, yeah, I think the only people left and family wise down where I'm from is my aunt and uncle, um, her two kids. So we go down, I try to go down two or three times a year. Normally it's hunting season, a couple holidays, any, any time I can make it happen. I try to. But yeah, growing up in that area was cool. You saw um, nothing but work ethic. Um, there were no real, I mean, if something needed to be done, you got it done. You know, women farmed. It wasn't like, this is a guy's chore. This is this and that. Yeah, there was some little bit of that, but not a lot. I mean, my dad cooked, my grandpa, yeah, a little bit here and there for himself. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it was it was very much small community. Um, it takes a village type thing, you know, to raise kids. So, you know, keys left in the cars, doors left open on houses. It was uh, very different than the city. So, yeah. So country boy moves to city. So it's been fun. (laughs) That's cool. And I want to kind of talk about, you said about a balance, like between Mm -hmm. like work life and family life. Um, Can you tell us more? I know what you're saying, being married. um, Y'all been Mm -hmm. married now for two years. Yeah. Two years of 13. Mm -hmm. All right. And then you also said that y'all been dating for like 15, correct? We've been together total 15, I believe. She's going to yell at me probably, but yeah, it's a total 15. (laughs) And then we got, we got engaged three years ago and then married. She'll be married too. So yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Like 15 this year. So yep. Have that's, a and then, that's our, awesome. then our daughter Monroe is eight months old. She's almost nine months old. She's moving along just well. Um, so yeah, that's uh, everything's moving well. But the balance is wild. I'm a pedal to the floor kind of guy. Um, 
I think, uh, I don't know. I'm a guy that averaged, I mean, I, I never did. I never really cared about a show count or anything like that. It's just, it easily, it's for people that easily can understand, um, for them to understand the hustle behind it and people that don't know anything about entertainment or anything, you can understand doing, if I give you a number like, this is a real number, um, 517 shows. That would be my record for one year. I did 517 shows in one year. And that was in 2000, I think it was 2015, wow. we went to the World Series. Because <clears throat> it was like I did a record of 61 shows in the, in the month of October for Blue October. So that, that real quick, that was the year I um, talk about balance. I had none. Um, I, I mean, I put myself in the hospital twice. I was dehydrated massively. I was running on like nothing. I was put myself into a frenzy, anxiety, head was, I'd go home and I'd go to bed knowing I had to get up at five o'clock to make it to this 6am workout for Nike. And then after that, I had to do this and then I had to prep for a wedding. Then I had to go to this and I did a pool party. Then I'd come back and then I'd go close here and then I'd play here. Like that's, that was a day. So I ran hot until to the point where I, my body was like rejecting food and like, it was, it was pretty bad. It wasn't, I didn't realize the time what it was, but there was another friend of mine. I'll, I'll, I'll leave him nameless. Um, his, his company was like really lighting up at the same time. And he's a couple years older than me. And you know, we, we, we would, we leaned on each other quite a bit, but I noticed he was kind of dragging through pushing pretty hard. Like I was, and he does more of the band side of things. And he, he hit a wall as well. Um, so we both checked ourselves pretty hard and hired more people. I mean, I'd like to say that I've <laughs> like to say that I've done a really good job of, uh, I've tried to do a really good job of scaling. Um, but what happened is, you know, I, you know, what happened was yeah. is that, uh, you know, I've, I've, my, my name is Ashton Martin. That is my <laughs> company name. Um, I could have named something else, you know, another thing like, uh, like AM productions or something, but I kept it all underneath the Ashton Martin umbrella. Well, that in turn today, present day is now, you know, 50 some contractors. You know, I added three more today. Um, I, I book within four or five States, you know, I book for seven or eight venues. Um, whether it be bar, nightclub, whatever. And then not to mention the, you know, I'll have private stuff. And then I do, um, uh, DJ Hyde and myself handle, um, the entertainment for, you know, the, when I say corporate side, that could be anywhere from the Kansas city Royals, which were the official DJs for them and sporting Kansas city. We do work with the chiefs. We do watch parties. I mean, that's a whole nother Avenue and a whole nother part of the day. So when I say three or four shows, everybody's like five seventeen. you're probably lying. I'm like, no, you think about it. If you do a workout class in the morning, you do a pool in the midday, you go run set up for a wedding. You go play another gig in the afternoon. Then you come back, hit that wedding, and then you go close at 3 o'clock bar because the wedding's done at 11 or 12. That's how you do that. So you're running 15, 16 shows a week <clears throat> nonstop. Are they all balls of the wall? No, they're not. They're not all like put on the floor, but, I mean, you want to give a good show and give that client 120%. So the scalability and what I've done to this day, present day, is what I've tried to do is offload um, – a little bit of the admin stuff because the admin stuff I had to learn on the fly because it was just, you know, you'd hit me up and say, Hey Ashton, can you do my event? Sure. And I email you back and we lock it in, put it in the calendar and it's my schedule. Now I'm balancing and keeping track of a Google calendar that has upwards of 250 to 300 different things on it each month. And that takes a lot. Monday I run payroll on Monday and it's just, you know, and then while I'm fielding other things and being a dad and being a husband and, you know, trying to be a normal, Hey, I need, I want to go to the gym every day. That's a priority. And it, it's just, uh, you know, and, and like I told you, when we were talking about this, when you hit me up to do it, I, it's I, sometimes I'm just, I don't even have anything to say about it. I don't even, I'm just so it just, I don't know. Like I try to scale it as I go and the more I offload, the more I bring on. So I would say to anybody, 
you, I know you had mentioned, you said, I think it would be good for people to hear. Um, I'm very much human. <laughs> you know, people like to joke, joke around about it. I'm not sitting here to my own home by any means. I'm saying I like to put on, I can put right. on a great face. I can compartmentalize very, very well. And I, I can, the world can be burning around me and on my phone and my phone exploding. My watch is going off and I can play the show in front of me. Nobody knows the difference. And then I get out of there and I try to figure things out or do it while I'm doing it. But, you know, sometimes I, I, I still give that client 120 as much as I can, but also knowing something's going on, you got to push that to the side and hope and trust your team that somebody's going to figure that shit out. And then you keep going with your, what you're doing. So like, you never know kind of what's going on with me. So I, I mean, it's definitely new rules I've had to set with myself. Like, you know, some things I just, well, I tell people honestly, I'm like, I just can't do this. I'm sorry. I'm too over. I'm, I'm just, I'm stretched too thin and I'm overextended. I, I can't do it. And that's been the hardest thing. If you look at any of my profiles, they all say, you know, some, something about me, it's like no days off. <laughs> well, and then everything is it's wild. It's like, again, I'm very much human. Like I, 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 people now, everybody asks me all the time and it's funny. They're like, well, when do you sleep? And I'm like, I actually, if I can get five to six, you know, like I said, I work out and anybody knows if you want to have any games there, you have to have sleep. Your body grows when it's asleep. So Slamming water, uh, getting as much sleep as I can when I can. Um, I t- will tell you, um, being a dad, I, and you know, and this again is I'm not a professional. Just been doing this for eight months. You know, you have to have a strong team. And again, to take it takes a village. I mentioned that previously, talking about West Philly, where I grew up. You know, my mom lives less than ten minutes away from me. My ch- the childcare we use is three blocks from my house. We have great we have great friends that can stop in. You know, it used to be, hey, can you come? We have three we have three dogs. So, hey, can you stop by and let Maverick – let well, Maverick when he's over here, but be Maverick. I have four dogs, actually. Mom has one of them. Um, Minion Charlie Wiley, can you guys let them out? Yeah, cool. Well, I'm doing this gig over here, and i got to do this and this and this. Now it's – I try to make it to get row, which I, I like to pick her up. That's a priority of mine I, I, during Monday through Thursday. But it's just uh, – yeah, man, it's just organized chaos all the time. <laughs> People like that. It is what it is. But I mean, you have to, right. you don't have a choice. And that's what I always tell people. When I sign up for something, then that's what we're doing. Like if I call a client calls me or if I say we're doing this, we're doing that. Yeah, damn right. I'm in my head going while I'm talking out loud and a colleague's looking at me. I mean, I'm telling them, spewing what we're going to do is, I'm, oh yeah, absolutely. We'll provide staging line arrays. We'll bring in the LED screen. We'll do this. We'll bring a juggler and a musician. We'll bring a fire breather. Yeah, sure. We'll have a roaming violin over here. Drummer over here, yeah, we'll set the proposal. Love the proposal to you by Wednesday. And I'm my, I'm looking across the table at my other buddy, and he's like, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, no, nah, man, we'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. And we always figure it out. <laughs> so so, so we'll figure it out. We always do. So anyway, I don't know. I'm blabbing now, but that, it just is nonstop. And I know there's other careers out there that are aggressive and cutthroat, and the approach is just different with me. Um I just, I, you know, I could have, I think, I feel like musicianship and uh, artistry and like, especially DJs sometimes get pegged for, you know, only want to bring themselves up and self-centered and arrogance. Yeah, it's all there. Of course it is. Ego, it's all in there. Everybody, you know, we're all guilty of that. Um, <clears throat> I always thought it was cool because I didn't have anybody when I moved to Kansas City. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I had a few DJs I could talk to. Uh, but most of the time it was lying in the sand, man. This is my residency. This is yours. Leave me alone. Um, I always thought, cool, man, that's neat and all, but what if you brought, not brought everybody else up with you, but everybody else is their own entity and you show them, not necessarily a cookie cutter, but you show them and you have the resources for them to move forward and create on their own. And at the same time, 
curate rooms and be a facilitator and a liaison with you and the ownership because ownership and GMs booking DJs is cool and all, but what if a DJ booked a DJ, but our DJ also had a good relationship with the owner. And then you talk about budget. I can explain it to DJs probably better than an owner or maybe a GM, maybe not, but I mean, it, I can put on a DJ hat, turn around, take it off, put on a, you know, like a, a entertainment director hat, speak to them in a business way and then come back and then put it in to easier ways for everybody to understand. And everybody's happy. Everybody's getting paid. Everybody's making money. It's kind of like you organize. All I did was organize things and put some, uh, put some rules on some things like um, expectations, if you will, you know, like the expectations. Don't tell people what to do. I'm telling them what to play. Let's tell them what the format is. Again, you're your own entity. You're your thing. Here's your review, you know? So I don't know. That's, that's all I did. And I thought it was cool to help people out from their CPAs to their investments. You want a mass mutual account? You want Northwestern account? Do you want to know how to put money away? All these things I figured out, like a good tax guy, you need a good tax guy. You need to pay quarterly. Why? Because it sucks writing a check for X amount of money at the end of the year. It blows. You don't want to do that. You know, so I've taken it way further and really, really tried to help the people that want to be helped. You know, not everybody's on board with it and that's fine. They teach their own, but I'll still book you if you do a good job. You know, it's, it's, uh, that's, that's part of it, but there is a hierarchy and, you know, it isn't personal against business. You know, we spoke about that, right? you know, not personal business. Yeah. Ashton, I think your phone is kind of, if you're, it's moving something in the background. Is it moving? I'm just holding yeah, it right. I'm holding it. I'm holding it right in front of me. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I can hear a little better now. Okay. So I had is a question cool? for you. I can hear yeah. really good now. So okay, you, cool. you said about getting people in a position to win. That's something we talked about. What does that mean for yeah. you? Okay. For me. So this is what. There could be uh okay, I'm trying to think of a way to put this. Okay. Uh, or easier, easier way. So, okay, just today. Um, a local guy just moved to town. Um, can you still hear me just fine? I can hear you. Okay, yeah. cool. Sweet. Um, a DJ moved to town, and I'm not sure where he's from, but he had hit up Society just on their normal email, and he had said, you know, I don't know who he is. <clears throat> I know his name. That's all. And I reached out to him and I, I hit him with a text and I said, hey, let's meet. Now, when I say a position to win, when I meet with somebody or get on a phone call, Zoom, FaceTime, whatever, whether I know him or don't, and they, I get hit up to get booked. I guess what I'm saying is the guys are DJs that hit me up to book, for me to book them. Somebody wants to play, you know, spots. You know, what else? You're just not going to ask. You got to ask. So <clears throat> what I tell them is I ask them what their goals are, what kind of music they play, you know, what where they came from, what you want to do, what makes them happy, what makes them tick. and when I say put him in a position to win, if this guy only wants to play EDM and trap, then I'm going to talk to the guys in the house in EDM trap world and see if there isn't an opening there. I'm going to connect him there. And then it's up to them to go make that connection, shake hands, do an open, um, an open deck night somewhere, get seen. Hey man, this guy's pretty good. Who's this? It starts there. You know, I'm not just going to throw you in to a room that I've been booking 25 DJs for that have worked hard for me for a decade. And they get good reviews. They have a following. They have a fan. We're, we're kind of a family, so to speak. I, it just is, it's disrespectful just to throw them in there and be like, all right, man, do it. One, it's disrespectful, not even disrespectful. It's just not, it's not a way to win. Like, Hey man, here's a room you've never seen before. You just moved here, toss them in there. They're, they're gonna, the chances of them like just killing the room and be like, Whoa, like that, that to me, <clears throat> maybe they, maybe they could, but it very slim to none. It makes more sense to me to have them ride along. Oh, you like house music. Cool. Well, I'm going to put you over here and kick you a little cash. I'm going to have you um, open and play with this person in this room at this time. Um, we'll start a little early that night so you can kind of get comfortable. 
and then put them in a position to play music that they want to. So like, okay, say this guy over here is nailing me and be like, hey man, you have any extra weddings? You have any extra weddings? I'm not going to hit that guy for a hip hop, for a hip hop show. I'm not going to hit that guy for this or that. You know, we have the guys that are happy with weddings. We have the guys that will play anything you ask them to play. We have the guys that love playing whatever you ask them to play. And then you have everywhere in between. So when I say put them in a position to win, I simply mean, I want a DJ back there with a pulse, having a great time where if an ownership walked, the ownership walked in, we're like, damn, I guys having a good time. I'm we're, all right. I like this. Not I'm standing up here. I hate my life. I don't want to play this music. So that makes sense. Cause if you're having, if you're right. having fun, it makes a lot of sense. Number one, if you're having fun, the staff is having fun. The waitresses are having fun. And that mm-hmm. injects directly into what your patrons, everybody's having fun. You know, you get into it with them Absolutely. at the door, they come on in then they're in a bad mood. Now they're going to yell at the bartender. Now they're not going to tip. And then they maybe get to me. Now they're yelling at me about music. You know, it could, it starts outside. And if there's any way you can add any type of any kind of positive to the room in my world, which isn't back a house, um, it is entertainment. So, you know, I want you to look happy. I want you to be, not look happy. I want you to, well, yeah, I want you to look happy. I want you to be happy. And I want you to be proud of where you're playing because the places I'm booking are proud to have you. And so, so that, and that's, I think that just that's right. is a better approach than, Hey, I can DJ, I'll do it for this much money. And then you just, there's no organization. That, there's, there's places to do it. Kansas city used to do that. There's a lot of places that did. And I, I didn't wake up one day, you know, for the record for sure. And be like, man, I want to be a booking agent. This is going to be awesome. Like I never did that. How it started was I got busy. And then I said, Hey, I'm going to take this other gig. You mind if this guy comes in, you know, next thing you know, Okay. And then I started making it really easy for the GMs because the GMs used to be in charge of booking. Well, there'd be double bookings because they're taking care of other stuff, man. They got a whole staff to take care of, a culture to take care of, payouts to take care of, tips to take care of, orders to take care of, everything, right? So I'm like, check this out. I'll just, uh, I'll just tell you how it is today. I'll be like, look, give me your budget. I have some DJs. We'll set up a Google calendar. Super easy. We'll run the Google calendar. You know, you're going to see who's out there two months in advance. I'm going to take care of all your flyers. You know, I even went to get a media company <clears throat> prior to everything opening back up from COVID from the second kind of shutdown. Um, got all the guys and girls, um, high res photos. Our flyers were locked in. Everything looked good. Super professional. We look like you, we, we, it just looks really, really, really well done. And everybody was proud of it. Everybody put in, everybody had a say. And um, it, it just was cool to be, to, to really harness everybody in the same realm and get everybody going in the same direction versus being all over the place. It's just easier to do it that way. In my opinion, you know, again, there's always, like I said, you got to have, remember I mentioned you got to have haters. Well, sure. I mean, get in line. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's a ton of haters and I know there is for a fact, but the thing is I can't sit around and worry about somebody that hates me for whatever reason, which is probably for no reason at all. And, uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm approachable. I'm probably one of the most easy, easily accessible people in the city. And like I mentioned to you, I'm trying to, trying to not be that way, not in a negative way, but just maybe not so much every single day, maybe three days a week, not seven, uh, some barriers, because again, I have to worry about, um, you know, raising a daughter now. And that gets back to that balance. So to come full circle, um, yeah, I'm a busy guy, but I've, uh, also hired people, uh, to take care of some things that used to take a lot of time on my end. And I just oversee it now, which is whew, it's really helped me a lot. Um, but yeah, it is, a. Uh, Again, everybody, I know I kind of took that a ways yeah. away from the, the, you would, the original question was, how do you put me in a position to win? It's just seeing what makes them tick and being a good manager. You know, there's guys 
that don't care anything about social media. There's um, guys and girls, both alike DJs. They just want to play, you know, and you know, as well as I do, you know, your friends that are good with numbers, you know, you're good friends with that are good with uh, science. You know, your friends that are maybe artsy that don't know where they park their car. Hey, I know all of them. Like I get it. Like, it's great. It's cool. I think it's fun to, to catch something to be like, wow, this person is awesome. Like let's harness that and make it super easy for them and get, and get them on a stage or a platform where what they're doing is um, seen and respected and they're heard. Cause if not, they could just be, you know, I look at it as my job to like, if, when I can do it, like I don't ever turn down a conversation or a meeting because you never know who you're going to like, wow, this dude, okay, this is crazy. You know what I mean? For instance, the juggler thing I mentioned earlier when I was spouting off about a proposal, I never thought about bringing a juggler in. It's Friday's art fair um, on the plaza here in Kansas City. Um, I just gave away a surprise. That's fine. Maybe this will be released post, but it doesn't matter either way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, why not bring a juggler in? Why not bring a roaming magician in? Why not bring a like a, a violin that's wireless and then have a trumpet come in later with this, that, and the other. Like, why not? Like, you know what I mean? So like, I, if this guy wouldn't have just showed up to my gig one day and start juggling next to me. And I was like, what is going on here? And I was like, and then he sent me his contact. I mean, and that's kind of, some people might think that's silly, but how would I have known that? You know, like that's, that may be somebody's thing. Like this, this guy just loves it. Just like I love DJing. This guy loves to play the guitar. Well, let's get you some work, man. This is cool. You're really good at that. And then people just, I've, I've hired him a couple of times. People just stare at him for an hour. And I'm like, wow, people like this. <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, wow, this is pretty crazy, actually. This guy's pretty good at this. <laughs> so that's a little funny like, example. But, um, yeah, I just think there's a lot of people that may, they're either too modest or too quiet. They they maybe don't know the right avenues or something. I just like to take that and put them in a position, um, yeah, to win. I mean, if I can, if it's if at least give them the resources to do so or introduce them to the right people where they're in charge of their own destiny. Like, here you go. Do what you can with this. Here's this group. Bye. You know, do your thing. Let me know if you need anything. So. I, uh, I don't know. I just like to help. <clears throat> and again, it will always, I will probably always be somebody that spreads myself too thin. Um, I try not to be, but I just, again, I like, I like to say, I like to do what I say I'm going to do. And I, I just can't help, but want to help people. Or again, original question, put people in a position to where they're happy and you know doing a good job and like, I don't know. You, you know, everybody wants to be paid. Let's just get down to it, you know? And if you can, you can get somebody paid for their skill set, and um, they're appreciated. That's cool. You know, appreciation is a big deal. And I think a lot of people don't feel that. Um, and I think that's just a nice way of doing so. So uh, I just, I agree. And it kind of goes like you mentioned about learning to say, no, it's going to be a is. gradual process it for is. a lot of people. But one thing I do love that you said is just about like when we talk about like the influence that that people can have on you in different departments of even in a team, you have to have certain people who are strong in certain things and maybe others who can learn. And I think Mm -hmm. when you have a collaborative effort, you can kind of sit down and say, this is what you specialize in. Let them do their stuff. This is what I do. Let me do my stuff. And then Mm -hmm. we all can get the money and we can all still make it work. Exactly. Well, and then it gets to be in the spinoff what you just said or, or in align with what you just said. Is that, you know, I've always said that I, I think as I got, I've, as I've gotten older and this continued to be more successful for me and I, I gained more success, was busier, got more looks from higher end, higher level gigs and entertainment. Um, I've become really good at being upfront about what I'm not good at. Like I know my strengths. I continue to find my strengths, but more importantly, 
I continue to find my weaknesses. And where I have a weakness, I can choose two things. I can either choose to, and this is where my this is where it comes into play. I go, okay, do I want to learn this? Is this something I care about? I'm passionate about. I want to learn how to do it. Or do I just want to bring somebody on the team that's really awesome at it? This is their passion that makes them light up. I can onboard them and, hey, I need you to do this. And they just, oh, this is amazing. And I'm like, oh, good, because I do not like doing that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, for instance, simple something, some simple flyers. I don't want to learn how to use, I don't want to learn how to use any kind of, like, I don't have any want or care in the world. Uh, my artistic ability is not graphic design and flyers. I just do not, I know. I'd rather pay somebody their value, their worth, have them on board to turn and burn flyers for me all day long. You know, I just, or a few people, because that's just a very simple example. Um, uh, let's see. A lot of people ask me if I produce, excuse me. No, I, um, no, I don't produce. And here's why there's really no excuse other than the fact that I became getting so busy and I needed to make a living that I continued to DJ and I never really, it got pushed to the back burner. I, you know, I bought Ableton, which is a, you know, a very, very popular, um, platform people use, um, for producing. And I, you know what, there's a, there's a guy that's a producer on my, um, that's on the crew. It's DJ Vinyl Richie. And he has his own record label and the whole nine. And like, he, I mean, he's doing some cool stuff. He has a whole label. He has like European artists on it. Stuff. I, he knows way more about it than I do. I love talking to him about it. Cause I don't know anything about it, but he is very, very good at production on the music side. So if I need something, an introduction for, you know, I play college world series every year in Omaha, I could do something live, but it's more fun to go sit with him real quick and be like, Hey, I need this, that, that or the other, you know, parlay is another one on that can just knock these edits out real quick. They know how to use his tools. So why not put them in a position to do that? And then, I can take care of them that way. So, you know, again, kind of, I can go on a tangent anyway. Like, like I told you in our previous convo, I can run forever with something, but I find it really, really, yeah, I find it really, really yeah, important no, to no tell, to, to let people know or to know yourself what you are strong at and what you are not. And I think it's, and in my experience, I think it's more important um, in some cases to know what you're not. And then that helps you build your team, you know, and then sure. Learn what you need to, but That's right you can't fake things in this industry. You either know how to do it or you don't. I mean, you can fake some stuff. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Somebody can run with that for a day, but you can fake some stuff. Yes. But when it comes down to it, like, why not just take, like, just hire, bring somebody on that that's really good at that. And that's their passion. And then you can move on with it, you know? So that's, that's my whole thing is like knowing what you're strong at and knowing what you're not and not being ashamed of what you're not yeah, and, and not be ashamed of what you're not. Like, I don't, you know, there's no reason you don't know everything. I mean, there's a ton of know-it-alls and you know, I've been accused of that before. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not a know-it-all. I have resources to find out how to do something and execute properly. Just because I, I know who to talk to. That doesn't make me a know-it-all. I don't know anything about it, but I can find out for you, you know, and I'll, I'll return with an email explaining what we can do. I, I don't know everything. First to tell you that no way educated guess maybe, but no, <laughs> no way. It's too much. It's every day something new. So that's the beauty of it though. You can never just, you just always get better and better and better and better no matter what craft. So it's cool. And I love that. And the one thing I love about your experience is not only just traveling the world, being able to kind of share your music with other people, being able mm -hmm. to kind of reach different types of people in different markets. Mm -hmm. I think that's just something for young kids. If there's anyone who's hoping to maybe get in this field, I think a lot of the information you shared today will help them to be in a position to not only win, but to hopefully have a long standing career, because this is something 
Um, it's kind of very similar. Yeah. I think I relate this kind of like to Tony Hawk with, with skateboarding. And, then, you know, this oh, year yeah. with the Olympics, of course, this is the first year where they had skateboarding as an actual Olympic, um, something for it to have a medal. Right. And I think of how many years that Tony Hawk put into that career for to, to open the doors. To get recognized. Right. For, for these individuals who are now around the world who have admired him. And I think I put you in the same light as that as far as the things that you've been able to do in a short period of time and then being a family guy, mm -hmm. being – you were in the military, correct? I was. I was not – I mean, I don't take a sh like a ton of credit for that. I was no hero by any means. <clears throat> the sh long and the short of that is there was a scholarship offer in Burlington where I was at. There's a nuclear plant in our backyard. So I started flying planes when I was 14, got my pilot's license. I wanted to be Marine. I wanted to be a Marine. Not a lot of people know that. I was one signature away from just enlisting and going in, but I decided to do Air Force ROTC at KU, and um, I put in, yeah, I put in, I did two years. Did well, you're there at the same time. ROTC, you're you're doing your normal school and everything. You just have you have Air, Air Force stuff that you do two or three times a week. You have PT in the morning, and you're you're once you go to after your sophomore year, yeah, it is after your sophomore year. You go to boot camp. I went to Lackland Air Force Base. And then you come back and you're technically an E3, I believe. Somebody's going to correct me on that, whatever. You're an E3 back in the day, I think. So then you get a stipend and then you're technically active. Um, things went really bad. You could be deployed, but they never went there. But you would graduate and you'd be a second lieutenant. 07, or was it 06? They made cutbacks. I was a non-technical major, Air Force, or I was, Air, or uh, sorry, psychology and exercise science. They made cutbacks. I wasn't a technical. All the civil engineers categorized pilots. I didn't. So I was a little bitter on it for a while, but I do know the military side. I was, I'm, I did enough stuff and talk, like I was, I wasn't in, you know, I wasn't out like dodging bullets. I'm no hero again, once again. Um, but it is a good, it did teach me a lot. Um, it was definitely kept, kept me disciplined and on a straight line as I could be being a kid from a town of 80 people going to a city of a melting pot of people of, you know, 25,000 kids or whatever at KU. I'm, I still had my fun. Don't get me wrong, but knowing I had to get up at five thirty in the morning and be at ROTC and do a uh, PT definitely uh, kept you, uh, you know, okay, I need to go home now, you know? So uh, air force was a, was a definite point, but I was bartending at the same time. That's where the nightlife right. got inter introduced. And then I met a couple guys at a house party. They were using turntables. I was using CDs and I, they taught me how to use turntables and I was managing a bar. I hired them and then boom. Um, that's how I was introduced to turntables. And then kind of the rest is history. My mind exploded. I was just able to creatively think on turntables and they made sense to me and music made sense to me like that. Um, yeah. I mean, well, my grandma owned a little bar in the town I grew up in and she had bands. So that was my first exposure to music. So that is kind of like a little backtracking bouncing around there, but that mm -hmm. kind of all ties together a little bit. No need bow, but it works. But it makes yeah. sense because it goes back to that. It goes back to the creative mm -hmm. side of you. And then a lot of things that the one thing I love about what you do is that you can create so much like the vibration and, and the rotation of the music and stuff that people connect with mm -hmm. It's They really connect more with Ashton than they actually do the music itself. And that, that goes back to like to the environment you create, the people you surround yourself with, how people can connect with you. That is a genuine thing that you do have. And so we're grateful not only like I said, to have you here with us, but that there's so many people that yeah. hopefully will hear this and will be able to say, Hey, this guy is someone who I may want to hire in the future. This is someone who I connect with. I like what he's saying. I like how he's real and he just shoots it to you. This is how he, he makes his life and he's trying to make a better life for his family. Right. And those right. qualities are hard to find, especially 
mm-hmm. in an industry where it can be doggy dog in so many different ways. Right. But for you to say, hey, I'm trying to bring other people on so we can all get this money. I think that's great. Well, and I think that's just a language, you know, love music is a universal language, but when you get down to it, yeah, I mean, time is money. We got to pay bills. You know, I can't call up my power, power company and just, you know, throw some music over the line and be like, Hey, here we go. Got to make, got to make money. You know, I wish I can't comp bottle, can't comp bottle my electric bill. It's a running joke there, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) no, to get back to what you were saying, get back to what you were saying though. um, (laughs) Yeah. I just think that there's different ways of doing stuff and, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm known for being aggressive. That's for sure. But, you know, it comes back to I know what I want. I see a vision of something that could be better and utilizing people in a way to where, again, they feel appreciated and they're in a position to win. Um, and again, everybody. And can I rephrase what you said? I want yeah, to kind of help you with no, that. No, help thing. me because I'm, I'm struggling with that part of it. It's like, I yeah. think you would do it better probably. No, no, I know. No, no, you're, you're right on how you're speaking, but I want to kind of share the aggressive part. I don't see that side. I see it a lot of times when you can be, can be driven. And a lot of times that's mm-hmm. one word I tried to always refrain from, because I think a lot of times, especially as mm-hmm. a strong, it's misused. A strong person, the first thing people say, oh, they're just aggressive. And it, they, aggressive. Mm-hmm. I get chalked up for that quite a bit. And I'm like, look, man, if you see something you want and you said driven, you go for it. You just go for it. And I'm, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings or I don't intentionally do it to anybody or anything, mm-hmm. but I, I, I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? It's like, this is what I want. Right. I'm not intentionally going. I honestly the people that would say that or even hate on that would be the fact that I'm like, do you really think I'm so, dr- I'm not even paying attention to what you have to say. That's why I'm doing this. Right, you focus yeah, on like I, I'm think, thanks a lot. I mean, maybe they should try the same. I don't know. You know what I mean? Maybe there's something to that. So, right. you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's just, it, it, it gets, um, you know, it all has its frustrations and stuff, but yeah, I, I've been chalked up for a lot of words and I, I think there's a lot of words out there that is misused um, that could go on for days. But I think, aggressive is one of them. I mean, I, Oh, you DJ aggressively. Well, yeah, I do because I'm looking at the crowd and I can feel them pulling off me and I'm pulling back. Like it's this energy exchange going on. It's right. way more to it than playing music. And I feel really bad for people that don't ever get that. Cause if you finally get that and you can feel it, it is like the craziest. It's insane. Like you were saying, connecting and you mentioned something that I don't even realize. And I'm glad you caught it. I caught it just now. You said a minute ago, you said they're not even connecting with, the music as much as maybe they're connecting with you. And it's funny that you say that because I've had more and more of that lately. People come up to me and I can tell they know exactly, they know where I'm going, but I don't know if they're connecting with me or if they're connecting with the music, but then I'll play some, I'm known for playing some way left field stuff just to see what happens and they'll follow it. And I'm like, Whoa, I was like, I did not expect you guys to follow that, but okay. And then, but it's, you got that relationship built and is it because I'm local and do a lot of shows and know a lot of people. Sure. But what the hell's wrong with that? Nothing. And at the point, I mean, you know, and you know, and, and again, you said, um, you said connecting with the people. I, I just would have a really, really hard time. Not, I love going down and talking to people and tables before I play and like seeing what they're up to. You know, I watch people's Instagram, Snapchat, like when I have time, I don't just sit on IG. I try not to, but I, if they're posting your music, I screenshot right. it and I save it. I even put a little, there's a little things called ID three tags. I'll put their name in the ID three tag. I see them come in. I'll type in that. It will remind me of the song. Cause I can't remember everything. And uh, I'll play that song. And like, I do all these little things and it's like, makes it make, make, makes it more magic, I guess, for lack of a better term. You know, to me, you know, it's cool. Yeah. Well, it's cool. It's like, I love it's that, kind of I a think. cheat sheet for like, oh, man, there's so much music out all the time. Like, but I'll see somebody post something. I'm like, Oh, okay. Click. I know their little crew, that's probably their jam that week or that month. And I'm like, all right. And I see them roll in, you know, for a chief's watch party. I'm like, oh, watch this. 
then they get a little tipsy. Then I, then I play, I play <laughs> that track and it explodes and they're like, what the hell? Yeah. How do you know that? You know, the rest of the room, the rest right. of the room might be like, what? But when that crowd, when that little 20 person group pops off and the rest of the 300 are like, now they're like, what are we missing out on? What are we missing out on? And I'm like, wow. then it becomes a banger, like straight out of the gate. You know what I mean? Now all of a sudden we created That's a new true. banger and everybody feels left out. They're like shazamming, like what's going on? I've seen this. I've watched it occur. So it's just fun. Like, I mean, it's just fun. It's way more than just playing music to me. Always has, always will be. And it's just fun. Um, and it's endless. It's never ending. You can always find a different way to angle stuff and, you know, promotion and stuff. Yeah. So, no, I appreciate you uh, you reaching out to me and having me on. I mean, I could rattle for hours. I remember you saying something about 20 minutes. Well, Sorry about we, that. We, we love that. <laughs> Sorry about that. I love it. I mean, I feel like that's the genuine real part of you. And that's also another reason why people connect mm-hmm. with you is because when they hear you, they feel like, hey, this is not like something I don't want to hear. It's something I can gain knowledge from and insight. So right. that's something I think that you bring. Mm-hmm. But I want to kind of end with one last question. Um, yeah, how ahead. can your followers or people who are listening to this platform that I have here at Black Canvas, how can they follow you and what's your information that they can kind of look you up if you don't yeah. mind? No, no. Thank you. I appreciate you asking. Um, everything is at DJ, letter D, letter J. Ashton, A-S-H-T-O-N, M-A-R-T-I-N, um, IG, Snapchat. Um, my website is DJ Ashton Martin at, um, sorry, DJ Ashton Martin dot com. It's been an email kind of day. Sorry about that. Well, my email is on there. So um, emails, DJ Ashton Martin at gmail.com. Um, anything you want and you hit me up, give me a little bit of grace on the response time. Uh, I try to, I try to respond and like and comment and interact as much as I possibly can, but <clears throat> I will get back to you but it may be a minute or two. So, yep, that's it. DJ Ashton Martin, everything, Facebook, same thing. Um, yeah, that's it. Well, one thing I would love to say to you guys is DJ Ashton Martin is 100% a genuine person. I've talked with him in depth outside of this podcast itself. He's the same way outside of the podcast as he is with his family life. There's, there's no faking with him. It's just who he is. And that's one thing I love to connect with people from different backgrounds. And I really, I, he's the first, of course, DJ that's going to be a part of this. And I hope to have many more in the future, but I'm grateful that he is the first here because he really has built, brought a lot, not only to this conversation, but hopefully he would have enriched you guys with knowing how to handle business, how to, to build genuine relationships, how to still be a family guy and still be able to be yourself, be authentic. And that's one thing I do appreciate with him. And we're so grateful to have you here. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Thank you very, very much. Absolutely. Great. Right back at you, man. Genuine guy. I, I appreciate our I conversation really, off record, too. Absolutely. It was cool. And I'm here for you, and we would love to have you back for sure. Hey, same thing, same thing. Anytime, man. Okay. All right. So we thank you, DJ Aston Martin, and let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. All right, DJ, we'll talk to you later. All right. Later, guys. Okay. Bye. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,